It's Tech for Market Explainer, your number one business news podcast. Hosted by Danny and the big man. And it starts right now. We are back. Howdy, y'all. Today, we're going to jump into four stories. First mm-hmm. off, a bunch of old people stop using a service they don't even know how to use. <laughs> Secondly, I in just one week, Danny gets proven right. Uh, no. Sony's going out no. there to buy a video game studio. And of course, who could have guessed the New York Times is acquiring Wordle? Wordle we'll, we'll jump into that. And then, of mm-hmm. course, we're going to end off with Crystal Cruises almost got their boat taken away, so they just didn't go to Florida. Story of my life. (laughs) Definitely sounds like something you'd do, but go ahead. But before we jump into all of that, I want to let you know about a couple of things. I want you to go to marketexplainer.com. That is our website. Uh, We have a bunch of information about all of our sponsors there. And we have all of the um, show and show notes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can go to patreon.com slash market explainer to get the full videos with ad reads, but without the YouTube ads. Now, if you pay and subscribe on Patreon, you'll get it even without the ad reads. That's <laughs> patreon.com slash market explainer. So less of your voice is what you're saying there. Well, I think people, I let's just be honest, big man. I'm the yes. star of this show. You're just here. I understand that you think that. I yes. agree with that you think that. Okay. So this first story, there is all of this controversy over Joe Rogan, the world's largest podcaster who has an audience that's 11 times the size of CNN and Fox News combined. It's he a lot. interviewed... He interviewed a doctor and a scientist. Now, some old guy who used to write songs about sticking it to the man Stop has, it. has removed his music from Spotify's platform. And then some old chick who no one's ever heard of does the same in, in protest. In true millennial it. fashion, you yeah. call it these. Look, Neil Young, okay, yeah. Joni Mitchell, okay, Correct. these types of people are icons first of all no, and just listen, because you want I, to say old whites you know what i mean I and nobody listens white. to i didn't okay. say white but these olds these olds okay are icons in music and you have 100 percent listened to their music but here's the deal look it, it's really not even about i haven't this is not about their music it, right. it, it's we here's what why we're talking about it as market explainer and i'm, I'm gonna right. put this out there up front is we've talked on this show multiple times that the stock market the valuation of a company is a very emotional thing it's not right. just based on how much money you make it's not just based on those things it's Correct. very emotional so what's happened to spotify since this has started and then grew from just the one artist to two and i think it's up to four or five now something like that okay this whole hashtag delete spotify movement right, right. um it's cost the company in just market cap share at the height Six billion dollars. 
So I didn't even know it had gotten that high. I know that their shares fell and they lost four billion in market cap. It went to that's six, where it though. settled, but it got okay. up to a six billion dollar loss and then right. settled in at four and could continue depending on how far this movement continues Goes. to go. So here's the thing. I love Joe Rogan. I listen to mostly listen to the podcast where he like has other comedians on and he's goofing around. And the only reason I ever got Spotify or downloaded the app was because of when Joe Rogan flipped over to the app. Otherwise, I would have never got it. So I, I think what, what's happening here is, listen, Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, these people are free to move their catalog wherever they would dang well right. please. But Daniel Eck, the CEO of Spotify, said we're going to add you know, misinformation or whatever. They're going to add, just like you two did, a tag at the bottom of any of Joe Rogan's videos where he's talking to or about any of this stuff. They're going to add the little, hey, here's a warning. It's just a disclaimer. And and, and listen, Joe Rogan said he was fine with that. You know, Joe Rogan gets embroiled in a lot of one-sided controversies. Right. Because people start beefing with him because, listen, you know, we started this podcast from episode one saying we're not going to be political, but sometimes these things bleed in together. Sure. Orange man is gone. So they need a new target. And he's just, he signed this huge, you know, hundred million dollar deal. He moved to Austin. People speculated that that was about not paying taxes on his deal. Danny and I are, are cordially on different sides of the fence when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, but but think, here's what I will say. On, but, I agree with where, go ahead. No, but what I what I want to say is we what's really important is we're friends first, business partners Absolutely. after that, and cordially holding different opinions, and that is a model for humanity. One hundred percent. We can just be pals because we both understand. I think in our personal lives how irrelevant most of this stuff is. Absolutely, but see, I I can see how you think that they they need they need a a new target but i think look a lot of things joe rogan has done over the years and some of them you can you might i might even think that joe rogan is smarter than he acts because of some right. of the things he's done and how he's got yeah. you know gotten away with things and some of the things you got to look back and go he knew what he was doing he was playing the idiot but he knew and that's a testament to his fame there's a reason he he created the the most watched and listened to podcast probably ever right and it's still going however something new that this created joe rogan very rarely comes out and says i'm Correct. sorry or anything or anything anything and in this case he actually came out and said uh what was the exact quote he said um i'll do my best in the future to balance things out for him to come out and say anything remotely about this right. is right. a big deal is a huge deal um from him because he wouldn't do it if Spotify said, Hey, do this. Right. He he's I acknowledging think, there's so, something, you know what I mean? There's something that so needs to be different. Yeah, so let's let's reverse this and look at it from Spotify's angle. <clears throat> if they cut Joe Rogan based on their because their relationship with Joni Mitchell and Neil Young, I presume, are, are probably pretty standard artist contracts where whoever owns the publishing, which there's sixty percent of Neil Young's online 
publishing uh, dollars a dollar amount yeah. right yeah. online income came from spotify last year they are yeah. they are the number one by far right. music creation money maker so that's fine let him go to pandora or whatever like whatever um i here's the thing i don't even listen to music i on on spotify i use youtube music because i have youtube premium and i prefer that because i just mm -hmm. i already have that so um but let's look at this from spotify's angle joe rogan is well capitalized he joe rogan prior to spotify had built a pirate ship of a business mm -hmm. he's he did he has i he might have a uh comedy manager but i from what i understand he books all of his own guests right um he on a recent podcast he was saying he has five cell phones so like he has one cell phone just to book guests and stuff um and you know he has he has a producer that's it he has one guy they set up everything they manage mm -hmm. so he could have just as easily invested his own money because what he's doing in austin is building a club right because he because he believes as a comedian that he needs to uh exculpate he needs to remove comedy from the influence of hollywood so that comedians can be free to say weird stuff right he could just as easily build his own platform because there's plenty of SaaS like software as a service companies mm -hmm. that will help you because what is he like because he can deliver he can go to any he can go to anchor which we use which is owned by spotify or any other platform mm -hmm. it's not hard to build the audio delivery it's simply about the video and commenting delivery that he wants right there's plenty of opportunity for him to go out there buy a platform in terms of like you can you know lease one build his own off of that he has any amount of options where if he did it he has a built-in audience of creators that would come with him and he can say you know he has a larger audience like i said at the top of the show at the top of the story he has a bigger audience than fox and, and cnn if he just got everyone to chip in 10 bucks because if you go spend 10 at spotify you still get his ads well but that that in lies the problem right there are people like neil young and and joni Mitch that believe when you have an audience it gives you a responsibility to that audience now no, again I, i'm just so saying you, that's what neil young and people agree with right that's what they're saying okay. in this this all started because he had dr malone robert malone on his podcast he yeah. did it and he did dr an interview. mccullough too dr mccullough right. also but so, then yeah, but after here, that 250 virologists doctors nurses yeah. I'm sorry, 270 yeah. wrote a letter to Spotify saying, hey, yeah. this this is not correct. And, and and it turns out that it's actually not that many. It's not any. There's there was four doctors who are all in residency on that list of people. And it's mostly professors at universities, nurses. And I think there might have been a chiropractor in there or something. The point was, is they wanted to Spotify yes. to say, hey, this there's some inaccurate right. information on so, here. Right. And Spotify didn't want to do it. And then yeah. then you have now you have created this environment where 
Spotify is not going to. Re- this is the story that's being spun, right? Mm, Spotify is yes. not going to regulate Joe Rogan. We've seen it over and over and over again. Joe Rogan's not going to allow Spotify to regulate him. And because of that, we need to make someone pay. And you can't yeah. make. Now you can't make Joe Rogan pay, right? right. Directly. So you're going to make Spotify pay. And, and that becomes the delete Spotify movement, yeah, right? And the different so, hashtags. So what's here? here's what's to me interesting is. If you go ask anybody, um, what was the misinformation that these two sides? This is, and what I make this, I, the the thing that I titled the story as was um, very old artists that no one listens to leave streaming service Spotify because world's most popular podcaster interviewed two scientists. Now you can, and I have no problem with people debating or scientists having a dialogue where they're debating the efficacy of whatever they were talking about. But if you talk to a normal person that's saying he's deleting Spotify because of these two interviews, what was the misinformation? I just want you to to quantify in in a paragraph (laughs) what the misinformation was and counter the misinformation with correct information and cite Uh studies. Otherwise, here's what I want you to do. Jump into the Brazos River. Well, but again, that's your opinion. And see, that's the point is I look, I don't I don't care. You're talking about the information itself. I'm telling uh-huh. you, just like with the stock. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's an emotional the, decision. It, right. it doesn't matter. The fact it, is, is people exactly. will pile on to yes. this delete Spotify. They so, will pile on to all of these hashtags of what is it? Delete Spotify, cancel Spotify, yada, right. yada, because of a feeling of their opinions. You're right. trying to go, hey, tell me what they did. Nobody cares what they did. A lot right. of people may be deleting Spotify today that didn't even listen to the episode. Right. So, you know, and Edward Snowden tweeted this. The people with the most ridiculous opinions, something along the lines of the people with the most ridiculous opinions of Joe Rogan are the people who've never listened to Joe Rogan. Therein lies the rub for me. Okay. Sure. If you don't listen to a podcast and you're saying, well, I don't like what he said. What did he say? Well, okay. And and again, you believe that it's about the content. I believe that it's about about uh, the the emotion. I know it's not about the content. It's about stupid people. And I'm just coming out here to say I'm a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't want stupid people to be able to dictate anything in my life. I don't think stupid people should be able to walk around without wearing a full-size motorcycle helmet. Look, okay. here's I will quote Neil, I will quote Neil Young on this because I believe what he said. He said, quote, "I support free speech." I have never been in favor of censorship. Right. Private companies have the right to choose what they profit from, Correct. just as I can choose not to have my music support a platform that disseminates harmful information. Period. Correct. That's so, quote for quote uh, from Neil Young. Correct. And, and that's, that's what I believe entirely. So, so in, in, and here's the thing. That last part of the sentence, harmful information. There in his no opinion, such, he yeah, has yeah, the yeah. right to his opinion. And I'm saying he has the right to move his music and fail wherever he wants. And I saw an interesting tweet of like, you know, people going, you know, it's something like um, people who've never heard of Neil Young going, who's Neil Young? (laughs) People who've never and people who love Neil Young going, what's Spotify? Like, (laughs) 
And I get that joke. That makes sense. Yeah. So like, I'm just, so the roundabout thing about it is, is like, yes, it's a market explainer story because they lost so much market cap, but it's, here's what's the, the more interesting. When you dive deep past the numbers, the story becomes people battling harmful information and misinformation without being able to quantify what that is. And that's where my brain starts going, bing bong. Like, that is I can't a, take it. That, that's a completely separate argument that obviously we're not getting into with misinformation. Yeah, but I of get your not. frustration there. Yeah. I do. I really because do. An, because that's on because both sides. An, so that's as on an both sides. Uh, no, it's not. And there's not both yeah. sides. It's an octagon. But I'm just saying, like, there's eight sides. But I'm just saying, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, as a marketer, you have to now start straining your your stuff through like, well, how is someone who's like a blue-pilled tanky going to take this? Like, I have to put myself in the shoes of like, okay. I disagree entirely. I have, yeah, Why? I have, I have gauged out ears. I'm a barista. My hair is purple. I ride my bicycle, and I think taxing will save the planet. So, like, I, I think if I if we increase taxes on on Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, it's gonna it's gonna lower the temperature two degrees or something. I disagree entirely. Yeah, I know, but yeah, but- I disagree entirely because that's that to me is the mistake of the four sides that fall on your side is uh-huh. is the fact that that you believe that it doesn't matter to me i you should be able to be whoever you are even yeah, in entrepreneurship because right. and here's where people make their mistake is the people in this case if you fall under the neil young side of let's just call it sides right neil young yeah. side just delete the app again yeah. ultimately it's not going to make any difference to spotify Okay, right. it's not going to make any go, difference. Go listen to Neil Young on, right. on Pandora. And if you fall on the other side, keep listening to Spotify. That's what I'm saying. Correct. That's how businesses should run. It should it, not be in yeah. any way a national news story that someone doesn't want their music on Spotify, even if because, they're an icon <laughs> like Neil Young. That's going to be. Right. But he has the right to not be on Spotify if he doesn't want his music on Spotify. No, I Spotify has the right to go, hey, I don't want Neil Young's music on Spotify. Correct. Now, let me just say one thing that I've had a benefit of being friends with the big man for some time <laughs> that has rubbed off on me, which is his view that you should just stop making life unnecessarily complicated and simplify mm-hmm. everything. And I and I noticed something about people in the internet marketing and, uh, you know, ad management, the kind of stuff my company, Avenue Lucky, does. And I realized, you know what, I have this other project out here that I, you know, I do merch and stuff for another company. And he was always saying, you're just, you're one person. You should just have it all out in the open. Why mm-hmm. hide stuff? And I realized everyone who has views that are drastically different than me, the, I see agencies all the time in my space talking about that they did a project for some group that might be perceived as not central or centrist right, or whatever. whatever. And, I, and I realized, you know what? If they're going to do it, why shouldn't I do it? Why shouldn't the people who view the world the way I view the world, which is a small proportion of society, why shouldn't they know that I'm out here and I'm flagrant about it? And I'm so I appreciate that about you. And I just wanted to say that before we move on to this next story where I was correct and you were incorrect. Before <laughs> Not I true, but go ahead. Before I do that, I want to tell you about our sponsor for that segment, which is Acre Gold. Meet the new store of value. My friends, it's the original store of value, the money of kings. 
Acre Gold lets you subscribe to Gold Investment. If you click our link down in the description down below, you can start your subscription and they will start sending you two and a half grams of gold when you build up the, the value of two and a half grams of gold in your subscription account. Gold is good. Let's uh, let's move on to this next story. Uh, time to celebrate. I am correct. Uh, you so, are rare. Wait, so you are rarely me, correct. So you me, gotta you gotta put no, it out there. Go correct ahead. Correct all the time. Rarely correct in a matter of one episode. So in our last show, we talked about the huge acquisition of Microsoft acquiring a, a Blizzard. Of course. And, and, and now, and in that episode. Big man speculated that Sony would sue to prevent it from happening. And I said, ah, maybe they sue, maybe they don't. I don't think they're going to sue. I think their reaction is going to be to buy up smaller game studios and build a series of independent uh, studios. And uh, what, what's this? We're going to just pull this quote right from the article? What did the, what did the CEO of... Um, of uh, uh, of Sony. Sony Sony Interactive SIE. What did he say? He said this. They're acquiring the, Bungie. Yeah, they're acquiring Bungie for three point six million dollars. But this isn't the this isn't the last one. We're gonna keep doing it. Now, <laughs> sure, correct. At the end of the the segment last week, Big Man said, "Well, why not both?" But his exactly. immediate inclination was to be a Gen Xer, and we're gonna sue. And my immediate inclination was a What does being a Gen Xer have anything to do with just You people love you. litigation. Whatever. Whenever Go ahead. You watch, whenever you watch a Karen compilation, it's always, I'm going to call my lawyer. I'm pretty sure Karen, it was a millennial that sued his parents that they should continue to pay for him for the rest of his life because they didn't raise him to be independent. But go ahead. Go ahead. So what's, what is happening, which is, which is just simply the nature of industries, is there uh sony is now buying bungie the original right. creator of halo and at one point in time was a part of microsoft that was spun out of it in 2007 i believe um yeah but look that their current product that everybody cares about because correct. they worked on halo but they don't own halo right they worked on correct, halo correct. their That's current it. product is destiny right and destiny. destiny's become a big Wait, didn't they? Who created right. Fortnite? Oh, that was the Tencent. That was a Chinese Correct. company, wasn't? Okay. Correct. And and th so you have a, a a small company that not only right. and and I will give you this: you were correct in that they're purchasing an independent and they're keeping it independent. Independent. They're yeah. keeping everybody around that's working yep. on Destiny. They want Destiny to grow because they want that part of their business to grow. And that yep. does make sense. However, there's a big difference between acquiring a company for $70 billion and $3.6 billion. Yeah. No, agreed. 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 Um, but here's the, here's the point. Here's what I find funny is according to uh, the articles that I could find, Bungie up until 2019 was actually part of Activision which they yeah. would have then been out, been bought out yeah. by Activision Blizzard. In last week's deal, how much money did they miss out on by not right. continuing so, to be a part of that the last three years? Right. So they weren't 
owned by Activision. They were distributed by Activision, which is a weird. They would have still been bought. They would were have they? still been bought. Oh, in the de- absolutely, that. Yeah, anything okay. that was on Blizzard's platforms, as far as uh, their okay. um, like Steam accounts and stuff like that, that they used to access. They were they were purchasing up all of those licenses, right? They okay. purchased their entire business. So they get three point six billion dollars by themselves. Would they have gotten a bigger piece of the pie had they stayed instead of gone independent? Who knows? Well, and then the question becomes: Does does it become an issue for regulators if if Activision owns this and now Microsoft is trying to acquire them? So we we saw something. A comparison would be like. You know, um, when 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 T-Mobile tried to acquire Sprint, mm-hmm. they had Sprint had to shed Boost Mobile. I mean, Boost Mobile was an insignificant part of their business, but they had to shed it to make create the appearance that there's going to be competition in the market. So mm-hmm. similarly, um, I think that it would have probably been an issue for regulators that they would have ended up splitting it off at some point anyway. And listen, neither of these deals have closed. They've just announced that they're working on them. So well, it doesn't mean that we're going to get to regulators. Yeah. The fact is, is Microsoft through Xbox and Sony through PlayStation has the market on gaming, right? I mean, your third option is PC. But as far as gaming right. consoles, those are your two options. That in itself, you could argue from a... SEC governmental standpoint yeah, is not be. competitive, right? Well, there's but, well, there's hold on. It, when the government looks at things, they they paint with a broad brushstroke. So there's the Nintendo Switch. It's not the same thing, but the point is, it's something. It is a it's a it's not a console. Sure, they, the they may definition. count one, two, three, four, and three and four being way, way, way like you yeah, said yeah, with yeah. the Boost, right? Boost Mobile yeah. does not even compete, but they consider it a competitor, which is the yeah. dumbest thing ever. So right. you are right; they count weird things, but we're living reality here, right? And the reality is, is Xbox and PS fives, and you know your your Xboxes and your Playstations are where it's at. That's if it. you're not yeah. a PC user, right? Right. Um, but so that in itself means you've got these two, what are the two titans in an industry Correct. kind of vying for, but one of them's got more money than the other, Correct. right? By a lot. Um, and how that all shakes out, because again, all of these things have to be approved when you have these big acquisitions in this kind of, you know, area, especially when you're not taught, when you're talking about, there's not a lot of players. Yeah. The SEC still has to come in and say, hey, this does not give you an unfair advantage. Right. And so the, the other thing, too, is, you know, Sony's a Japanese company. So that just creates another layer of complication, whereas Microsoft was American. So um, there's now going to be two There's two layers of regulators involved in this, probably, you know? Well, I mean, look, you have... I, I don't know about that. That's not something I specialize in. I don't know if a foreign company has to go through any more process as far as the SEC is concerned. Because not the, the SEC. Yes, is, yeah, but I mean, it's as, as far as there's probably Japanese regulators on the other side. There may but, be. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as here is concerned, and the acquisition being yeah. here, right? Yeah. Um, look, Sony is trying to get in. What? 
Sony is trying to get into the multiplayer platform much like yeah. everybody else, right? The thing about the multiplayer platform like Fortnite, like World of Warcraft, right. like Destiny, these worlds have to continue to evolve. The, the days right. of, hey, I make a game, Zelda, you yeah. buy the game and you play the game until you win it or whatever and, yeah, and, and it, you own done. it. No, the, it's an ever-evolving world. So yeah. games, you're going to see fewer games of the future. Right. But massively, and this is where you kind of get keep... into the metaverse already exists. Right, right. Yeah, if you yeah, play yeah. Fortnite, you actually play in a, ver a kind of a version of the metaverse. You are a yeah. person in there interacting with 99 other people from anywhere in the world, right? Interacting during that game. So you, you're building out worlds, and I think that's why Sony, in this case, is leaving Destiny by Alone. itself yeah. saying just continue to do because you're doing something that we're not completely set up to do right now yeah and i i um i agree with that and i like i was saying you know this is a um this is a much smaller acquisition than the one microsoft is making yeah but jim what is this guy's name i forget off the the, the head of sie um he basically oh, said remember. yeah it doesn't yeah um but he was saying, we're going to keep buying up smaller independent studios, which it, which it sounds like, which it sounds like exactly what I said. We're going to buy up smaller studios and leave them independent. It sounds like that's what I said last week. Yeah, these, you know, these people that listen to our show, you know, yeah. they, they, they know what you're saying and how you're saying it. And they know the truth. And that's all that matters to me, Danny, yeah. is the truth. And that's okay. Yeah. What people come to the show for is pre-facts. Danny <laughs> says something. It's not a fact yet. Going to be a fact in the future. Is that pre Is that Webster's Dictionary pre-facts? Yeah, pre no, the, my picture's next to it. Your picture's next Urban to UrbanDictionary.com. My picture's next to pre I love that. We're going to we're gonna have to purchase that name, prefacts. That's go. right. All right, folks, we're going to jump into this next story. Um, but before we do that, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Big Man Gear. You can go to BigManGear.com and pick up this guy's idea of a, a funny T-shirt. Um, I still remember mm -hmm. when I went when, like in junior high and those like kind of like uh, funny T-shirts started becoming a thing. Guys oh, yeah. wore, you know, yeah. and um I went to Target and they didn't have any. They never had the XL, which is what I needed when I was in <laughs> elementary school. So uh, you and me both, brother. You and me both. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I never got to buy one, and then my parents were super traditional. So if it had anything that could be construed as offensive in any culture on the planet, yeah. they'd be like, "You can't have this." So I never got to have anything cool, and uh, I still don't get to have anything cool. Here's my business partner. We own a podcast company together. Won't even send me a free shirt. The jerk. Uh, I need to do that. My dad wouldn't but, let me have a Simpsons shirt when I was, because again, the same thing. Yeah. No. Okay. Right. You can go to bigmangear.com. That'll send you to the Amazon Prime store and you can order something from Big Man Gear today. Yep. So, uh, Wordle, which I don't play because I have a life. Uh, this is the dumbest story ever, folks. Sometimes no, no, no. Danny uh, no, enters no. a story into our, our timeline as one of what I consider top 
top four very important types of stories that we talk yeah. about each week. Because obviously we don't do this, but once a week. And he, he wastes our time on some of the dumbest stories. No, Hold on. Let me just explain. First of all, I had a different story in here that I bumped to next week, which sure. is a oh, huge backtracking. tech company going. Yeah. Those which is prefacts are huge... post prefacts. No, no, no. A huge company going from public to private. And I bumped it for one reason. And that's because I read this article again. You always say, "Nobody never reads the articles." Tell you what, pew pew he pew pew. He doesn't. But go um, ahead. This guy created Wordle in October. Yeah, like October last year, yeah. like like four months ago. Yeah, and so that's that's a reason. That's a story. Sure. Number number two, um, all of a bunch of my people who follow me on Twitter. And a bunch of my friends are posting the dumb squares. I didn't know what what it was, and I because I never, I'm an anti-trend guy. You and so, me both. So like, and I, and I try to let permit myself to enjoy things I enjoy, um, but sometimes I don't. I permit my, my I permit myself to hate the things I hate, which is I hate trends. Because it's uh, again in the year earlier in this episode, I mentioned people who can't articulate something because they're dumb, and that's what people who hop on trends are, which is why TikTok exists. It's just a but I saw it everywhere. These are the opinions of Danny, not that's market fine. explainer, not the big man, but go ahead. Of course not. So when I see that th there was something that's this has become such a trend where my friends are posting about Wordle here and there. Mm -hmm. And uh, hey, we do a weekly podcast, and sometimes what happens is I enter a story sometimes two or three weeks in advance into our list of stories, and it's kind of got some moss on it by the time we go to publish. We're going to be on time with this story. Hey, in four months, forget about Bathing Ape Yacht Club, or sorry, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club. Bathing Ape is a streetwear brand. Oh, yeah, that has a $5 billion market cap, by the way, which is nut bar. Mm -hmm. This guy made seven figures in a matter of four months developing an app that's like, I mean, it's just basically Scrabble, isn't it? Well, I look, I actually went and uh, you know me, my social media, my personal social media timeline on yeah. any platform, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's LinkedIn, whatever, is very narrow. And I keep it that because I mm. only want things that I like there. I don't like a lot of garbage. It's it, yeah, This yeah, is yeah. what's important. So for something, anytime something outside of my normal stuff bleeds in, I yeah. know it's a huge trend. Because yeah, it because would have it, to be a massive trend for it to, bleed to get in to my I'm algorithm. I'm the same way. Right? I'm the same way. So, I have nine Instagram accounts because if I want to see watch stuff, I only want to see watch stuff. Exactly. When I see car stuff. I just want to see car stuff. If I want to see my friends' babies, I just delete them so I don't have to. I'm just kidding. I love babies. But, but yeah, yeah. That, so it is that. My algorithm is very, and I work hard to keep that algorithm. Yes. So Wordle is definitely popular enough that it has made it into that time frame. Again, yeah. like you, I have a tendency to be late on popular trends like that, not business wise, but just. Uh, like yeah, you said, apps trends. and games and social, yeah, social trends, trends yeah. because I, I later like Candy Crush. I got into it years after it was popular, all of these things. But yeah. Wordle, I actually went on today and it still is, believe it or not, it's not even an app. It's a website you have to go to. It, they're, huh? they're, they're designing an app, but it's 
literally website. Not only is it a little website, this is things I learned today. Not only is it just a website, what? but it's a website. It's the same. It's the same for everyone during that day. So if you and I go to Wordle.com, okay, you have only six tries to guess the word for everybody in the world. That's why it's become so popular. It's become this competitive thing of you screenshotting it, saying I guess the word in three tries. Right. And if you don't guess it in the six tries, you don't get it that day until it resets for the next. So it's not even something you can go and play 15 times, you know what I mean, a day. Or you're not supposed to. It's supposed to be, right? Hey, I actually saw, speaking of social, a TikTok where it said uh, somebody bounces into the future five years. And they're like, before you can go outside, you have to do Wordle. You have to you have to guess it, and if you don't get this, if you don't get it on the six tries, you can't yeah. go outside today. Okay. You know what I mean? And they're like, "Dang yeah. it, number three! Dang it, number four! Yeah, but, somebody so, on TikTok would think that would be the future. Um, <laughs> listen, and you know, New York Times is interesting because they've made some interesting acquisitions. I think five, four, four, six years ago now in 2016. No, it's more than six years. Holy crud! Um, in 2016, they acquired the Wire Cutter, which is a, uh, a a tech review website. You know, um, so I actually had to think about this. Yeah. I actually had to think about this going because it's the New York Times, obviously purchased Wordle, but I thought, what what is a a newspaper conglomerate kind of thing yeah. buying this? And, and did spent, not know until so, this article that they bought Crossword, which was a yeah. app right doing crossword puzzles that kind of stuff and i get it yeah. that's what people used to do with the paper right yeah, yeah crossword yeah, puzzles and guessing and and word search these things used to be in the sunday paper every sunday i remember and again i'm old so that i remember those things when i was a kid the word search and the crossword puzzles and stuff like that right. so it makes sense i guess but I was until this article that goes the company disclosed that in December it had reached New York Times, by the way, a million subscribers on these little games that it's purchased. Right. And uh, that's important because that's a big number for them. And because in a situation where you're now we have to people are media companies have to retrain consumers. Because they were giving away the content for free for so long with just in a, you know inline ads mm-hmm. that they're putting everything behind a paywall. They need to increase the value of what they're going to like. Hey, you're just paying for New York Times. Do you want to play a stupid video game too? But if you it's know? popular enough, and this guy's name is Josh Wardle with an A instead of an O, so he named it Wordle, but it's his last name is Wardle. So which is funny to me, but apparently. <laughs> It's getting dumber with every minute. <laughs> Apparently, in in the press release that went out when the New York Times bought this, he was actually happy that the New York Times bought it because right. he kind of said, hey, growing up and doing these crossword puzzles and stuff like this had a big to-do about me creating this yeah, website, it, it, this page. It, it, it influenced them. And so we don't know exactly how much they spent. It hasn't been disclosed, and I don't think we'll ever know. But, they, but the official... The official numbers are saying they spent seven figures on it. So let's say I know it's probably more than five million because if you just started something, you're not selling it for less than five, but I know it's not 10. So let's just, I'm throwing it around there. He got paid $8.5 million for a couple months of building 
It's a it's a website. It's a I website. Even What's a website? Dude? It's a website. It's not even an app. It's a website. Like Which this is. is I this would is, rather have a website because I'm I have app fatigue. So if, if one more person tries to get me to download an app, if one more, like when I refill my prescriptions, I download the Walgreens app. I refill the prescriptions because I can just laser them, and like it just picks up the up the the the, the yeah. code. And then I delete the app. My I HOA made me download an app for the new age. Here's the point, though. I they, I used to, like, not get mad at but get frustrated with Danny because Danny would say something like, money doesn't exist anyway, so why not do X, Y, and Z? Yeah. And here recently, we're doing these stories, and some of the strangest things happen in today's world, and somebody will give them a million dollars. Or five, you know what I mean? Or $5 million or $10 billion or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe that's true, go to some of these venture capitalist websites and see uh-huh. what they funded recently. And There's well, several websites out there that, that track big, you yeah. know, angel investment funds and stuff like that. And go see what they're handing out millions of dollars to. And the risk associated with it is insane. But yeah. You, now you get a company like this, this guy, and look, I maybe it took him five years to develop this website. I don't know. But all I'm saying is it's existed, like you said, for three and yeah. a half months, and he walks away with at least a million dollars. We don't know what it is, but it's at yeah. least a million bucks for three and a half months. How did this become something that became something popular that the New York Times, that's all so, over the world? Yeah, so here's what I think happened. I think a company like the New York Times is starting to understand that if they want to survive, this is they have to become a tech company, right? Um, and part of that is understanding this thing's hot today. We have the resources to make it everlasting, probably, right. but more so right. than more so than Wardell does. And uh, what what in order to do that, in order to make this thing last. It needs capital. It needs a little more development, all this other stuff. If we don't jump on this, a competitor will either acquire it or they'll knock it off and build the, the sustainable version of it. And so they're, they're looking at it and going, we don't want to get MySpaced by Facebook. Well, but how did Wardell, though, think about it? I just developed a web page, a web page that does this thing that I think is really cool. How does it go from my basement... Right, not that Texas right. ever has basements, but I'm using it as a no, you metaphorical. A couple, where do you work? No, there's right? a couple of jurisdictions that let you do it now. But so, where does it go from my basement to being right. one of the hottest games in the world in a matter of months? How does that happen? What's that story where he told somebody that told somebody that told somebody that three and a half months later you get paid? whatever millions of dollars for a web page. Right. What, where's, what's that story? I'm just interested in that. I'm always interested to how does it go so, from the garage that you start in, Michael Dell, right? right? You have Microsoft, whatever. How does yeah. it go from the garage to where it is? Yeah. And so uh, let me just add this. Part of the reason I like this story is um, it, I don't care about the app. I don't care about the website. I don't care about words with friends. I don't care about farming on the internet, although I should because now it's going to be a thing. But what I, what the most uh, interesting part for me was three and a half months, seven figures, 
right? Right. And and I get there's people out here flipping JPEGs for that much money in days, not months. But to see it happen and to see it validated by New York Times. And so here's one of the things, you know, kind of uh, not, not a market explainer, but uh, just a thought was, you know, what's important as an entrepreneur, what's important for young people to understand is don't think like a worker, think like a hacker, right? Think like an entrepreneur. What that means is, I don't know what this guy's going to go do after this, but he just solved one problem, which is he wasn't a millionaire before and now he is. And he solved that problem in three months. Now he still has a problem of now I got to wake up the day after I sell this thing to, to, and, 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 you know, New York times call their company. And I, they're probably going to take over everything. He's probably not going to have a long-term role in the business. And the thing is you just have to worry about the next thing. If you're mm-hmm. stuck on, if you're a young 18, 19, you're thinking, I got to go to college. The concept that you're going to have your entire life planned out, you're going to four years at college, then 40 years at a corporation, retire, go on social security, move to Florida, all of that. You're going to have to plan everything today. And you're going to have to take a $175,000 student loan to do that. This schmuck who you've never heard of just put a million dollars in his pocket because he created a website. Now, what does he go do after that? Does he create another one? Does he find it? Does lightning strike twice? Or does he just go, I'm a real estate investor now. Or does he just say, I have, I have uh, a minimum a million dollars. I can go on a website called MicroAcquire and I can buy three different software as a service companies with financing. And those will generate a collective $50,000 a month in profit. And I can mm-hmm. pay down the loans and I'm going to cash flow 10 grand a month. And now he's sitting on, he's sitting in Puerto Rico, not paying any taxes, sipping my ties, living the dream. Think like a hacker. Think like an entrepreneur. Don't think like a worker. The worker is worried about putting in the hours. The hacker is worried about building and creating value, which is subjective. Absolutely. I agree. I just, I used to think that I had an idea of what that subjective thought process was. But in the last 18 months, it's gone out the window. So me exposing you to how my brain (laughs) thinks by putting certain stories in our show has changed how you view the world. Because when I say money's (laughs) fake, so why not roll the dice? You used to think I was crazy. And now you're going, well, maybe money is fake. I still think Danny's crazy for the record. Now, go on. What do we got next? Well, uh, before we jump into our next story, I want to let you guys know about I've been, my marketing company, Avenue Lucky. Now, I've been in the, in the internet marketing business since 2009 as a marketer. I've survived by some way or another. You can go to avenuelucky.com. You can learn about on-demand services that we offer and acquire them today. You can also go check out all of my in-house projects, which you have heard here on this show as sponsors of various, the fourth segment every time. Um, I call the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm internally referring to the fourth story as the WTF of the week. Like, where is, I mean. This is by far my favorite story this week. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's great. It, no, no, on, don't be sorry. On purpose, on this show, I tried to curate um, an experience where you go, Somebody bought what for how many billions of dollars? Right. This guy made how much in seven months? And then we end off with, okay, what? That's what the goal is. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like going to a sushi restaurant, the omakase, the tasting menu. I, I'm, I'm, you don't ask. 
I want to present this to you. I'm putting the salmon and the the wasabi into the thing. (laughs) So um, a cruise ship, um, the Uh Crystal Symphony from Crystal Cruises, Cruises. it was headed towards Miami. To drop off everyone because it left from Miami. Yeah, it's the port of Miami. It was on its way back. And a uh, company called Peninsula Petroleum Far East filed a lawsuit in the South Florida federal court against Crystal Cruises because Crystal Cruises owes them $4.6 million for fuel. And this specific boat uh, had fueled up for $1.2 million and hadn't paid. So the judge issued an arrest warrant for the ship. Now, I've never been arrested. I have very little interaction with the criminal justice system. How do you arrest a boat, though? I want to know how you arrest a boat. Danny needs to know, how do you arrest a boat? So, okay. Handcuff it? Does the boat resist? How do you resist? I'm not even going to say what I thought I was going to say. Anyway, the point is, so you're, let's just say you're the ship's captain, right? Now, this is a cruise ship. This is not... Yeah. You know, some random... No, this is a cruise ship. Not only it's a cruise ship, it's a cruise ship with hundreds of people on it yeah, that are on vacation. On vacation. Okay? On vacation, right? And a cruise ship, it's headed back to Miami. It's made all of stops. And you get a call on the... You get a call. Hey, From hey, Cap. Uh, yeah, we need you to go to somewhere else. What are you talking about? We're headed back to Miami. No, 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 no. They're going to repo the boat... <laughs> If you but, come into Miami, so, so I need you to go to Bahamas again. Yeah, so here's the thing. The, the the CNN article does not use the language repossess. No. It no, uses no, no. the language arrest. So that's why, and it's literally U.S. Marshals. Like if Con Air, uh-huh. like, you know, the, like when you run, they're, the, they send the marshals after you if you're if you're indicted or whatever, or if you're guilty. Um, but... At, like, I don't well, know. They so, send the U.S. Marshals to arrest the boat. To arrest? That is hilarious. But I, look, you've got 300. That You then, as the captain, have to turn around and tell 300 plus people. I think there's right. mixed on how many people were on the boat. But 300 and some people, plus all of your staff to support yes. those 300 and some customers. And, then, and you have to get on the squawk. People. Yeah. You have to get on the squawk and say, hey, uh, we ain't going to Miami. Right. Now, think about being a, a person. It's- a vacationer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the boat. Take, right. And your captain goes, we ain't going back to Miami. So, uh, and here's my thought. First of all, I just want to be sensitive here. We've made some jokes. I just want to say BLM, Boat Lives Matter. Uh, well, that was the end of the show. I was cool doing it, I guess. <laughs> That's right. It's all done I now. Guess I'll guess I'll, I guess we're, yeah. But I, had, I was there. I had to do it. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and guess that they have to issue 300 refunds at minimum partial refunds because they had to people, their passengers had to take a ferry from Bimini Bahamas to the Everglades, um, in Fort Lauderdale. I couldn't find anywhere that said that they were issuing refunds. It did. It doesn't say that they're issuing refunds anywhere. My guess is they'll have to. Because there was, you get on a ferry in a cruise ship, and now it takes, you've probably added 
a minimum of 24 hours to my my travel. And if that wasn't bad enough, apparently yeah. it was stormy weather. So they were on a tiny ferry between yes. the Bahamas and for, and and Florida. Yeah. On a on a tiny ferry during a storm. Yeah. If that wasn't bad enough. But anyway, look, I don't know. Look, uh, we all know that over the last 18 months, two years, that right. cruise ships, because of all the stuff going on in the world, the cruise has taken industry. a massive, massive hit. hit yeah. Okay. And this is the, this is kind of the other end of it. This company that actually the, the umbrella company that owns crystal cruises yep. is a company called, uh, I, I don't want to mess this up, but Jinting out of Hong Kong. Um, right. It's apparently Asia's largest cruise operator. And it and- is, Literally in the process of liquidating and disseminating assets to cover debts. It. Right. And let me just say this much about the people who were on this cruise. By the way, this ship can hold up to like 850 people. Right. So really low. Like, because who's taking a cruise? But before the Panini, cruises were stupid. Don't take cruises. I love I cruises. Yeah, I, I love them. Now I'm not I going on them again, but I loved them. I know you do. I don't understand the idea of let's spend five thousand dollars to sleep in an extremely small room, which is the biggest thing on this thing, so we can just be on a large building that floats. Sure, it's going a hundred knots or whatever, but it feels like it's hardly moving. So we can just throw up in a much smaller galley toilet instead of staying at the Four Seasons in Miami. <laughs> no, it's amazing. There's always gambling. You get to see all these different places. The food is amazing. You get weighted on hand and foot. It's yeah. it's an entire thing. And you don't yeah. have to drive anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. They have movie right. theaters and swimming pools and rock yeah. climbing and all of this yep. kind of stuff. So st- what the big man has just described is called a resort. You don't have to drive anywhere. They went, and This is a floating resort for weirdos, okay? I don't get people who go on cruises. And I know that HBO Max put out a, like just last year, they put out a, a docu-series on people that got trapped on boats at the height at the, at the start of the Panini. Sure. And I was like, too soon. Too soon. This just, yeah. Bro, no, I don't want to see soon, that. Bro. And, and then you turn around and think about it. And, and again, I love cruises. I've been on several cruises. I've taken my kids on one cruise. Yeah. So I, but now on the other side of this, the thought of going on a cruise yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. And so the, here's the other thing. Um, I love my family and my extended family, but prefer not to spend my vacation day seeing them. And they all wanted to go on a family cruise. Like, we're all going to go. It was pre-Panini. And I said, that sounds great. And I tried to get them to book it when I knew I couldn't go. But they The ship's actually doing... big enough that you could never see your, your friends and family. Unless Correct, you're going to see a show I together. Would. But whatever. I would. But back to this. I cannot believe, I, I can believe that a company... I can't, what I can't believe about this story is yeah. that the they got a judge to sign off it's on South Florida baby arresting like in so quick it had to have been so quick because no. obviously it wasn't done when they left no which is only like otherwise why would they leave right otherwise how would they leave yeah so this is something that happened while they were out at sea yeah and and then how did it go from there to 
I, I'm always because, curious of how. How who told who that told the captain that made the decision that we are not going back to Florida. Somebody yeah. made that decision, it, right. and it probably wasn't the captain on the ship. No, because I because why would someone, the captain care? I think the holdings company from Hong Kong it probably called them and said you have to turn around and go to the Bahamas, right? So that and that can't be easy. No. I mean, that can't, you know what I mean? That, I, I'm just saying, I don't know how what and all goes into... The amount of time, because usually when there's an arrest warrant, they're not trying to give you a bunch of warning, like we're coming to get you. Exactly. They're like Dog the Bounty Hunter. They just want to surprise you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How much... I don't, would this story have been better if, like... They were so close that they couldn't do anything about it, and then you have all these pictures of so like who are they arresting? Like, because it's That's not the crew's fault. It's not like who are who are yeah. you slapping handcuffs on? Do they have a boot for cruise ships that you <laughs> yeah. put on a? On I, I don't know. Yeah, no, like just just do they do they boot the anchor to the to the dock or something? Who knows? It's just the. It's going to be one of those dumb shirts that I like that you don't, where I'm just going to put uh -huh. a cruise ship on it with a big yeah. boot, a <laughs> car boot across. And tens of people won't buy it. Um, yeah, but that was a that, like such a hilarious story. Couldn't, couldn't not do it. Um, as, as always, you know, when we close out the show, I like to end with tip of the week. Did you guys know we're heading into the midterm elections of the United States? It, you know. Um, and I just think that we should make a law right now requiring all political campaigns to be forced to use Comic Sans as their font. Daniel is a font crazy person, folks. Just, yeah. just FYI. We'll see you next time, folks. Or maybe Peace not. Peace be with you.